This week's message, given by Pastor Stephen Young at the Circuit City United Methodist Church, July 17, 2022. The message is, Worried and upset about many things? Based on Luke 10, 38-42. It's good to be with you. Would you join me as I pray? Loving, gracious God, we thank you. We thank you for the gift of this beautiful day. We thank you for this gift of time to come together and worship you. As a deer pants for water, we are longing for your life-giving, life-transforming word. Come, Holy Spirit, teach us your way. Fill our hearts with your living water. Open our hearts and minds as we listen to the words of Scripture. Help us to become more faithful disciples of Jesus Christ. We pray all this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So a family was having some guests to dinner. And at the table, the mother turned to her six-year-old daughter and said, Dear, would you like to say the blessing? I wouldn't know what to say, the little girl said. Well, just say what you hear mommy said. The woman said, and daughter took a deep breath, bowed her head, and solemnly said, Dear Lord, why on earth did I invite all these people to dinner? Thank you. I was a little down uh, after my recent jokes were not successful, so <laughs> you encouraged me, actually, so thank you. I think most of us can relate to the feeling of, why did I invite all these people? You know, that usually comes a couple hours before you, your guests arrive, right? Dinner is far from being ready. To make it worse, you... We just realized you forgot to buy an important ingredient for your main dish. The living room still needs vacuuming, and your children are already turning the other areas into a mess. Sounds familiar? If you have ever felt overwhelmed and overburdened with serving, I'm sure you can relate to Martha's feeling, the worry and frustration, or deeply feeling alone. The world we are called to serve at Jesus, as Jesus' disciples is full of kindness, full of love. It's also filled with so many problems, so many problems. Issues like racism, prejudice, sexism, heterosexism, poverty, homelessness, violence, mass shooting, Deadly viruses and disease, the list goes on and on. Whether we personally recognize them or not, these issues are part of our everyday lives in this society, profoundly affecting our communities at various different levels. Have you ever felt dissatisfied with the conditions of this community or the community that you uh, lived in before? 
whether it's a housing condition, safety issues, school system, public services, or a certain culture of the community. You feel dissatisfied to the point where you find yourselves wishing that you lived in a different community. Sometimes that makes us feel overwhelmed and overburdened as we as a church seek to engage and address the needs of the community. And you have no clue what to begin with. How to make the best of our community despite all those challenges. And how to become God's blessing to the community. Just like Martha in the gospel story who was worried and upset about many things, and ask, Lord, don't you care? We might ask God the same question arising from a place of worry and frustration. Lord, don't you care? Don't you care? We might ask God the same question when your worry is draining your energy, patience, and assurance. Your worry interferes with your work and your relationship with your friends and family. You might ask God this question when you are overwhelmed with your never-ending to-do list. Makes you run like you run treadmill that never stops. You might ask God this question when no one seemed to care or share the load on your shoulder. How would God respond to your question, friends? God may not give you a response you want to hear, but he will always give you what you need to hear. This morning, I hope and pray that each of you hear the voice of God that speaks to you through the story of Martha and Mary. Especially Jesus' response to Martha teaches us the right mindset as we go out into the world and serve the community that is hurting. In the story, Martha gladly welcomed Jesus into her home, and she was preparing to serve Jesus. And her sister Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet and listening to Jesus' teaching. In the meantime, Martha was distracted by all the preparation that had to be made for the special guest. Martha got so frustrated and upset that she said to the guest of honor, Jesus, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. As you read this story, how many of you felt that you should pick or resonate with either Mary or Martha? Depending on your personal experiences and styles, you might even categorize people into two groups like a biblical personality quiz. Mary Christian versus Martha Christians. For example, Mary the, as the one who enjoyed the living room intimacy with Jesus versus Martha as the one who pursued kitchen service for Jesus and others. Or Martha, the passionate server, Versus Mary, the passionate worshiper. Or Martha, hardworking disciple, versus Mary, the egoistic disciple. Depending on your 
interpretation of this story. You might have heard these different dichotomic labels attached on Martha and Mary, the two sisters. But if you read the entire gospel, you will see this dichotomy does just doesn't work because they're, they're, later their roles are switched. Especially when their brother Lazarus died, it was Martha who came to Jesus and talked to Jesus while Mary was working in the house. In John's gospel, before Jesus was crucified, it was Mary who approached Jesus and washed his feet with costly perfume, which was the job of the lowest servant. So this simple dichotomy we create to make sense of this story doesn't work. It doesn't do justice to who they are. You know, the gospel as a whole refuses those simple categorization of Christian believers. One thing we need to note in this story is, though, that Jesus never asked Martha to be Mary or asked Mary to be Martha. Jesus didn't blame Martha for serving and providing great hospitality. What Jesus simply points out is that at the moment, Martha was serving from a place of worry and frustration. That's where she was. Jesus fully understood Martha's worry when she was stressed out and overburdened with the amount of work that needed to be done. You know, in the story, Jesus calls her name two times in a loving manner, which is kind of rare in the gospel. In the message translation, it goes like this. The master said, Martha, dear Martha, you are fussing far too much and getting yourself worked up over nothing. The only thing is essential is Mary has chosen it. It's the main course and it won't be taken from her. I believe what Jesus was saying to say to Martha is this, Martha, dear Martha, I know you're preparing food for me, but the main course is here. It's me. Come and eat the main course I prepared for you. Come and taste the bread of life, the feast of my loving presence with you here and now. Friends, for Christian servants, for Christian servants, the main course, the main dish we serve for others comes from the loving presence of Jesus. You still have to cook and process the ingredients based on God's recipe, but the main course we offer is Jesus. That's what we share with others. That's what we do as we worship here as we serve on our mission field, the main course is Jesus. When I was serving a church in Nashville, Tennessee, there was a homeless ministry. One thing I learned from this feeding ministry is that as we feed others with food, you should also be fed with the love and presence of Jesus. And we should constantly remind ourselves that through our act of love and compassion, People we serve are also fed by love and the presence of Jesus Christ. Again, Jesus Christ is the main course, no matter what the appetizer is. 
I once read a blog written by a pastor who shares his experience of, of God, uh, getting distracted in, in his time of prayer. He wrote, In the middle of a prayer, whether praying silently or loud, my mind would bounce from one thing to the next. Dear God in heaven, I pray that you heal my friend who has cancer. Work in her life now in the name of... I really need to go to the hospital to see her again. Oh wait, I haven't changed the oil in the, in the car. We are out of cereal. The kids are going to kill me. And my wife has a doctor's appointment today. Did we pay that last insurance bill, by the way? I can't believe how much it's going to up this year. Oh yeah, this week's sermon still need to find a strong illustration. This is what happened in prayer. He said, I'm sorry, Lord. What were we talking about? As a pastor, I fully understand what he's talking about. And those of you who pray regularly, those who uh, especially pray to God from a place of worry and frustration would understand what he means by bouncing from one to the next. Again, it's not just about worshiping and praying versus serving on a mission field. It's not just about Martha versus Mary. You know, both Martha and Mary loved Jesus. And it's important to recognize that they both were serving Jesus from a different place. One in the living room and the other in the kitchen. But more importantly, one was serving from a place of worry and frustration the other was serving from a place of trust and undivided attention to the loving presence of Jesus. Whether you go out to a mission field to serve people or spend time hearing God's word, worshiping in the sanctuary, it is God who are being served. You are serving God. The question is whether you are serving from a place of worry and frustration or from a place of trust in God and His loving, calming, and sustaining presence with you. Friends, serving God, worshiping Jesus was something you wanted to do, but at some point, it feels like something you just have to do. The busyness in your heart has sucked out the joy. This might suggest that you were pulled and dragged away from a place of trust and loving presence of Jesus. What God wants you to do is to grow and cultivate the awareness of the presence of loving Jesus, the loving presence of Jesus in your life. Since Jesus is using the cooking metaphor, here is what I would like to encourage you to do. If you have no idea, when you cook, you know, sometimes you don't know where cooking is going, right? Same in our faith journey. If you have no idea where your cooking is going, you taste the bitterness of frustration and saltiness of worry in your heart. Make sure you put an ingredient of discernment. Ingredient of discernment. I'm going to send you a um, devotional this week. Explore what that means further. But as you serve, ask yourself this question. Where is God in this? 
I want to encourage our VBS leaders and volunteers to do the same thing. If you go to Kumac or go to Mission Field, serve the community, ask this question, where do I see God here? What is God doing here? Where do I see God at work? These questions will help you to discern God's work. Make sure you put an ingredient of discernment. Secondly, make sure you put an ingredient of trust. You know, as we sang this morning uh, with our praise band, in God's presence, our fears and worries are washed away, right? We find the strength to face the day. That's what trust does. I read this article entitled, How to Stop Worrying and Start Trusting God. Try to find. Here we go. This is a great article. It comes with a uh, 15 helpful tips and also the scripture passage to reflect on. I'm going to reflect on in my vacation one per day, and there are copies available in the back of the sanctuary if you don't have a copy with you. But I invite you to take one each day and reflect on it. These are the... Um, you know, uh, ingredient of trust, help you to trust God better in your everyday lives. So I'm going to read a few of them here. Stop trying to impress everyone. Get advice when you are stuck. Be aware of what's happening around you. Be humble. Identify your life needs and focus on what really matters. Stop pretending you're happy when you're not. Embrace the future. Be patient and stop comparing yourself to others. These are the, some of the tips that this article talks about. And I invite you to uh, reflect on each of these uh, in the next two weeks. So friends, here's my conclusion. Whether you serve in the community or worship in the sanctuary, remember your main dish, your main course is Jesus. When you go out to serve the community, remember you're not just going as a volunteer. There are so many volunteers out there, you know, with a kind heart, which is a wonderful thing. But when you go out to serve the community, you are not just a volunteer. You are sent up as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Well, you might question what the real difference would be. You know, you're still doing the same thing, but the great, great difference is that as a volunteer, you are the center of your action, your, your, your altruistic mindset is the motive of your service that makes you feel better about yourself. As a disciple, Jesus is the center of your action. Your servanthood mindset emulated by Christ is the motive of your action, your service that pleases and glorifies God. If we choose to make ourselves busy and worry without remaining Christ, Friends, we will have a very little to offer to others. Again, our main course, main dish is Jesus Christ. So when we allow ourselves to be held in God's embrace, we can offer the main course to people we will be serving. Of course, there are many times when you find yourself feeling worried and upset about many things. 
God understands, Jesus knows what, what it means. Make sure to put an ingredient of discernment, ingredient of trust in your heart. When you do that, God's strength and wisdom will flow out of you to others, even in the midst of the most daunting, challenging circumstances. So as God's chef, friends, let us go into the community, share Jesus through our words and actions. Let us serve God and others from a place of trust and loving presence of Jesus Christ, not from a place of worry and frustration. Amen?